This is Euphoric Evolution, a podcast all about inner spiritual growth for abundance, where we bridge the spiritual into the practical, the energetic into the physical. I'm Makosina Jezer. I'm a spiritual teacher and oracle, speaker and author, and I'm passionate about catalyzing tomorrow's leaders into consciousness and transformation. So if you're a spiritual seeker and know you're called for more, let's begin your transformation. Oh my gosh, you asked and it is finally here. I'm so excited for Euphoric Evolution, the podcast, to finally be birthed into this world. I'm telling you, I've had this on my heart since 2019 and ever since literally not a month goes by where people are not asking me for a podcast. So I wanted to give you just a little bit of a glimpse into what are we going to be talking about on this podcast? Well, first and foremost, you've got to understand that my jam, (laughs) my jammy jam is transformation. It is spirituality. It's the energetics of how this reality works. It is at its foundation, really placing inner growth and our inner evolution as the most valuable thing in our life because everything that we experience in this reality is a result of a non-physical reality. So on this podcast, we're going to explore all kinds of topics related to spirituality and philosophy and psychology, as well as really grounded, practical, everyday use in entrepreneurship and relationships and how you can really be your best self. So I could not be more excited to also participate in my own evolution as we're going through this process because I have an intention for what this is going to be, but also as a shaman, I'm really just here to be a channel for innovation, for a new path and a new way forward really supporting each and every one of you. So with that said, I'll see you on the first episode. All right. All right. Welcome. It's episode one. And for today's episode, I don't know, it might be a weird place to start, but (laughs) I hope that you'll hang in there with me. Today, we're going to really be talking about how being smart actually blocks your abundance as well as fulfilling your potential and your calling. Now, this can also apply to other identities that you perceive yourself as, like the hard worker, but it isn't so important that we just are focused on the word smart. It's really important that you focus on how and where the identity that you've attached yourself to who you perceive yourself to be could be potentially blocking your evolution. So before we dive in, I want to just share a little bit about where this inspiration came from. And it came from a few different sources. So first and foremost, I am always inspired by the clients that we work with. At first, it was kind of weird (laughs) because I'm a spiritualist and my clients are 
really freaking smart people, like psychologists, doctors, scientists, some of the best entrepreneurs, meaning not just that they are making the most, but their character, the quality of who they are is, is really incredible. And it's been expanding. Like the type of client that I've been working with has really evolved a lot lately. And I am here for it because holy shit, they're amazing. But I can see some really common threads with being perceived as and then attaching yourself to the idea that you are a smart person shows up in lots of different ways to block your abundance and to block you from fulfilling your calling and fulfilling your potential. The other catalyst for this podcast episode, I was watching this video on YouTube by a guy by the name, I think he goes by Healthy Gamer GG or something like that. He's a psychiatrist, but also a gamer. And believe it or not, <laughs> I was a hardcore gamer. Yes, I was. So I get it. And we can actually talk about that maybe at another time if you care to know anything about that. It's not super relevant to this conversation. But I also can relate to some of these pitfalls because I identified as a smart person, as a smart kid. In fact, I, as a kid, built my entire identity around being smart and trying my best to preserve that. So the third catalyst for this, I took my son Every once in a while, I take him on these mother-son dates. And this past Sunday, we went on a, it's like a painting with a twist type of event. Of course, this was a family-oriented one. So I was not drinking. No one was drinking at this event. But he really wanted to paint this. It was like a black light jellyfish. And oh my gosh, it was just a lot of resistance coming out of him because he had this vision of this beautiful jellyfish painting that he wanted to create. And well, he's 10. So his painting did not come out like that at all. So it got me really thinking about how some of these seeds are planted when we are children. When we're children, our parents in their love and our teachers our society, our maybe your church, but we are told that, oh, you have all of this potential. You're so smart. You're brilliant. And this ultimately becomes concretized in how we perceive ourselves, how we other ourselves, how we see ourselves as different than others. And most people don't see being smart as a problem. In fact, they actually see it as an advantage, right? Because the idea is, well, if everyone else's intelligence is, is here and you're so far past that, you know, you, maybe your IQ is super high or just the way you process is really incredible, then, oh, you'll be able to meet and exceed what everyone else can do so much easier. There's this expectation that everything for you should be easy. And that's kind of how we are programmed as the smart kid, as the smart person, right? So a lot of this really cements itself 
when we enter the school system. And I can go into lots of different reasons for how the school system is structured in a way that doesn't benefit us, but it does really present a lot of great opportunity as well. I was homeschooled for a few years. That worked really well for me, but because of various circumstances, I ended up having to go to public school. But public school presented to me this opportunity to build my skills, to build social skills. At first, that didn't happen very much because I'm actually quite an introvert. And also, I was super awkward, (laughs) kind of shy, still kind of awkward, but now I just embrace it. But school for me, like the actual educational part of school, if you were a smart kid, was probably really easy for you. The actual learning part, you probably like picked things up super fast and you're like, okay, on to the next, like I'm done. (laughs) Can you give me more? And school, unfortunately, goes at the pace of the slowest person in the room. And also it doesn't really focus a lot on whether you learned a thing or if you just could memorize it. If you were the smart kid, you probably were able to get through school with maybe not a lot of studying. I certainly didn't learn how to study until I was in college. (laughs) And you also don't have a lot of experience with failing and then persevering. Like if you fail at a test, they just like give you an F and you keep going about your business. There aren't many situations where you maybe fail at something and then get the chance to redo it and try again and try again, which is really difficult, especially if you end up going into a field like entrepreneurship, where your success is predicated on your ability to fail. Like the ones who can fail again and again and again, and then get up and keep going are the ones that succeed. So the other thing that really has an effect on your ability to experience and create abundance and fulfill your calling in this life is your expectations. So if you self-identify as a smart person, be prepared because you're probably doing this all the freaking time. So this shows up as because you perceive yourself as a smart person, you likely are creating extremely lofty goals because there is a knowing inside of you that you are capable of greatness, that you are, especially because you've achieved so much already in your life. You're like, yeah, I can do all the things. And you set that expectation up for yourself very early on. So the healthy gamer, he had this incredible metaphor that I'm going to lovingly borrow right now. so that you can really get this. His example was everyone else setting out with the intention to build a shack. And you, with all of your potential, really being called to build a mansion. Now, let's say that the two of you have the same amount of time, energy, you have the same amount of resources, the same amount of materials, right? And in this amount of time, this other individual is able to build a shack at the same point you might have 
a foundation if you're lucky. It doesn't even look like you are building a house yet. And I love this metaphor so much because number one, I want to just let go of the idea, any judgment that a shack is better than a mansion. It just is what it is. But this is a really great metaphor for your potential. Most quote unquote smart people end up feeling less than, feeling incapable, feeling frustrated because they've invested the same amount of time, they've invested the same amount of energy. And this other person has, it looks like they have at least something together. And for you, you might not even have a fraction yet of what you know you are capable of. So that expectation really starts to weigh on you because everyone set you up with this idea, it would be easier for you because you're a smart person. So first and foremost, it's really important to recalibrate, reorient yourself to your expectations, readjust your expectations. Because when you have a quote unquote big calling, it is going to require more from you. It is going to require more time. It's going to require more energy. It's going to require more devotion and investment and on and on and on. And I don't want this to sound like I'm being like a Debbie Downer. It's very thrilling to me and very exciting to see people really step into their calling. But also when you are always setting an expectation of absolute perfection, and then of course, when you first start out at something, it is always going to be falling short of that. It can feel like you're failing at everything, or it can feel like you're not even using a fraction of your potential. So how being smart is actually blocking your abundance and blocking you from fulfilling your calling in this instance is that frequency of comparison. It is the comparison that is causing your suffering. It is not how far you've come actually. (laughs) And it is not your potential. It is the gap between who you believe yourself to be, what you believe to be possible for you, and what has been actualized. What is the reality right now? So this ultimately results in a few things. First and foremost, a lot of low self-esteem because here you are constantly having these very high expectations. My son had this expectation of creating a jellyfish And by the way, this jellyfish was painted by the owner of this studio who was well into his 50s and had been painting since he was a child, (laughs) okay? And my son is 10 and really has just started exploring painting in a more meaningful way, more than finger paints. So it wasn't that he didn't do a great job at the painting. In fact, he did a really great job. However, when you take that painting that he had created and you put it next to what was the result of someone five times his age and with all of these years of experience and practice beyond him, well, yes, of course, he's going to feel like he's showing up inadequate, right? This degrades your ability to trust yourself and your own capabilities in this world. And the second thing that can really show up for you is is shame, right? 
a sense of shame because there can be all of this pressure from others that you internalize when you don't feel that, when you don't fulfill that vision of all the potential that you have, ultimately you can be left with shame. This issue of the gap between your goals and your expectations versus where you are and all of the things that you have accomplished, because believe it or not, you've accomplished a lot, (laughs) a whole, whole lot. Okay. Especially if you are a smart person, you probably a high achiever, right? It's this comparison between where you are and where you think you should be that really messes with your mind. The other side effects of this are perfectionism and burnout because you know inside that you have all of this potential. And so you want how you express in the world to be absolutely perfect, to be absolutely the peak of your potential. And this is an interesting thing because it actually stops what you create from becoming really good because you are putting all of this energy into trying to make it perfect the first time, instead of allowing it to become perfected. And all of this time and energy and focus that you put on it ultimately leads you to burnout. This burnout, I've seen it manifest as like a lack of motivation or like, I just don't want to do anything. Or why can't I just do it, Makosi? (laughs) Why can't I just do it? Well, would you have motivation to do something that you, in your head, think you're going to fail at. It can almost start to feel like, well, why even try? I had my own experience with this burnout, this perfectionism, and this gap. Because I, in college, I graduated magna cum laude. I got two degrees in business and also simultaneously was pre-med. You know, told all of these people, I'm going to become a doctor. I'm pre-med, blah, blah, blah. And then... I ended up working at Target. Yes, I was a manager at Target, but I only lucked into that because I had been in retail for so long. But all of my classmates, like the people that I had been studying with ended up in med school and I was at Target. So I felt this immense shame and had to work through that. The judgment wasn't just coming from other people. So much of the judgment was coming from myself because I wasn't living up to the potential that I thought that I had. So how can you actually allow more abundance to come in and fulfill your potential? So the first thing that you really must do (laughs) is stop comparison. Let go of the comparison. Let go of the idea that you are smart and others are not. Because in order for you to be smart, that has to mean that somebody else is not. And the truth is, is that all of us are just intelligent in different ways, or we are gifted in different ways, right? It is this comparison that is what is robbing you from being fulfilled, from actually creating the abundance that you desire and ultimately stopping you from fulfilling your potential. So you really have to focus on acceptance, really allow yourself to begin accepting reality as it is, accepting who you are now as enough and simultaneously know that you are evolving into more, that you can desire more, that's okay. But also simultaneously, when you 
allow yourself to accept what is, you will find that the motivation begins to come back in and that you are able to create more, to do more, to show up as more fully yourself because that shame will begin to really collapse on itself. And this will allow you to also embrace the full spectrum of what it means to be human, literally allowing yourself the possibility of failing in everything that you do and perceiving that that failure can also be a gift. I know that's easier said than done, (laughs) but it is definitely possible. The second thing that you can do, allow yourself to let it take time. Let it be a journey. Recognize that it is going to take some time for you to create and build this mansion. And if you've ever been in construction, (laughs) my husband's in construction. So it is well known in construction that you think a project's going to take a year, two years, be prepared. Something is going to happen. It's going to take longer, right? So If you don't expect to really see this shape start to take form for a while, you can start to be in gratitude for what you do see showing up, right? It might not be the whole shebang right now, but maybe it's a wall. (laughs) Maybe it's a window. Maybe it's a door, right? At first, it can look like nothing's happening or it can look like so little is moving, but really training yourself to focus on those little wins that are giving you evidence that you are moving in that direction, that you are moving in the direction of who you are really called to be. And last but not least, really allow yourself to accept that you are whole and complete right now, that you at this moment are your potential actualized up to this point, And simultaneously, you are continuing to evolve because you really have two options. You can either set these incredible goals and go out and hit them and be miserable until you do, or you can let go of those expectations, accept yourself as you are, and continue to evolve yourself and eventually those goals will come into your reality, will come to fruition. It's a seeming paradox because when you do this, you will actually increase in motivation, you'll increase in energy, your performance, your skills, all of your potential can start to come into form when you stop comparing. I hope this has been absolutely transformational for you, at least given you some insight and reflection as to who you have been and how you are perceiving yourself in such a way that may or may not be serving you anymore. And from this place, at least have some insight into what your next step is. I want to thank you for joining me for this very first episode of Euphoric Evolution. I am your host, Makosi Najezer, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Euphoric Evolution. If you found this valuable, be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review with your biggest takeaway. Be sure to share with someone you care about 
if you know they'll also find value in this episode. You can also visit theroyalshaman.com to take my free consciousness quiz where you'll uncover your current stage of consciousness, identify your current blockages, and define which steps you can take next to align with your highest potential. You can also see the show notes to find our socials. In euphoria. Euphoria.